Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us here as we take a look at the book. And the book, of course, is the Bible, God's holy word that lays out a scenario for the end times. May I suggest that if you want to know where God is in his time, you look at the city of Jerusalem. I have a five-part, five-hour CD that deals with the city of Jerusalem, the past, the present, and the prophetic. I would like for you to take a moment and listen to the introduction of this series on the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem has a great prophetic significance. For example, the past, the present, and the prophetic are seen in a throne room for the Antichrist, a cup of trembling, devastation before exaltation, and Jerusalem, of course, heaven and earth. Well, let's take a moment now and you listen to the introduction of this series on Jerusalem, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy. Right now, here's my study of Jerusalem, past, present, and prophetic. Well, they're going to need a permanent dwelling place for the Ark of the Covenant. This tabernacle was a transportable worship center. King David, chapter 7 of the book of 2 Samuel, wants to build the temple. He's not allowed to build the temple. The Davidic covenant is giving to him, saying that his son Solomon would build the temple. And one of his sons would sit on the throne of the, of the nation of Israel forever, and it would be the high priest and operate in this temple forever. That's what Second Samuel 7 says. Go over with me, if you will, to the, the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 3. Second Chronicles, chapter 3. I'm just tracing some of the history now of the city of Jerusalem. You got, if we're going to study Jerusalem, we've got to have a background, somewhat of a background. Second Chronicles chapter 3. In Second Chronicles chapter 3, we're going to see the establishment or the building of the temple. King Solomon, who was given the responsibility by the Davidic covenant to build the temple, the permanent worship center, is going to do so. It's going to take him seven years. Now, his daddy, King David, would gather all the manpower, all the materials, and all the monies to build the temple. But King Solomon would do it. Second Chronicles chapter 3, verse 1. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah. And so it is that the first temple is going to be erected on Mount Moriah, the exact same location where Abraham offered Isaac years before. Mount Moriah, the temple mount, the holy mountain of God, which Daniel was praying for. Go to the end of 2 Chronicles, 36th chapter. 400 years later, Chapter 3 to chapter 36 is a 400-year period of time in 2 Chronicles. 400 years later, Nebuchadnezzar, as we talked about, is going to come into Jerusalem. Notice what he's going to do. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 7. Nebuchadnezzar also carried away the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in the temple at Babylon. Now that was his demise when he took the holy implements out of the temple, set aside to worship the Lord God Almighty, and he took them to his temple in Babylon. Notice what happens. 
here in verse 18. And all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the kings and his princesses, all of these he brought to Babylon. Verse 19. And they burn the house of God. And they break down the wall of Jerusalem and burnt all the palaces thereof with fire and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away into Babylon where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. Now that was over there in Daniel chapter 9. The Medes and the Persians were in charge. Look at here, verse 21. To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath for as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill threescore and ten years. And so it was for 400 years Solomon's temple stood on the temple mount, Mount Moriah, in the city of Jerusalem, the holy mountain of God. Look across the page, Ezra chapter 1. God now, and by the way, Ezra chapter 1 is... Not only history, but it is a record of fulfillment of prophecy. Some 150 years before Ezra chapter 1 took place, God told Isaiah the prophet, I want you in in chapter 44, I want you to write down, Isaiah, about a man named Cyrus who in the future will allow the Jewish people to go back to Jerusalem. And to rebuild the temple. Ezra chapter 1 is a record of the fulfillment of that prophecy. Look at verse 2. Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is Judah. And so Jerusalem again comes in focus. The temple which had stood for 400 years now had been devastated for 70 years. And now Cyrus is raised up fulfilling prophecy 150 years after it was given to send the Jewish people. They send about 50,000, well 49,897 to be exact. They send them back according to chapter 2 to Jerusalem. They build the temple and in chapter 6 of the book of Ezra, we see that the temple is finished and they have a dedicatory service. Verse 16, and the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the children of Israel of the captivity kept the dedication of this house of God with joy and they did it in Jerusalem. Now that temple was going to be Zerubbabel's temple, which would later become Herod's temple. And the only reason it's called Herod's temple is because Herod refurbished it. Remember John chapter 2? Jesus said, what? Herod was 46 years in refurbishing this temple? And so they called it Herod's temple. It was on the temple mount in the city of Jerusalem, the holy mountain of God. There's so much more about Jerusalem that we could talk about. Let me just look at one more place with you, and then I want to take two more moments and look at something else. Go to the 21st chapter of the book of Luke. Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21 is a, it, it is a, um, a parallel passage to Matthew 24 on also Mark 13. Luke 21 Mark 13, Matthew 24, is a record of the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse is the most profound prophetic conference ever held. The preacher, the teacher that day, Jesus Christ himself. 
He taught this on Tuesday afternoon of Passion Week when then two days later he would be crucified. Now, I want to show you something here that remember when Jesus stepped away from that temple, the temple that was 21 stories high sitting on the Temple Mount covered with gold, pure gold, majestic building. The rabbi said if you'd never seen Herod's temple, you'd never seen a beautiful building. Remember when he stepped away, what did he say? Not going to be a stone upon a stone upon that building. I could just see old Peter, John. Do you hear what he said? Not a stone upon a stone on that building. Why, Herod was 46 years and they didn't understand it. And so he's approached. And the disciples ask him, when is that going to happen? In Matthew 24, he does not respond to that first question. Oh, they ask him two other questions. Give us some signs of your second coming and when you're going to set up your kingdom. But the first question about when would that happen is only talked about in Luke 21. And it talks about it starting here in Luke 21 and verse 20. And it says, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Now listen, that's not the second coming of Christ. This is a response to the disciples. When is this temple in Jerusalem going to be destroyed? Then let them which be in Judah flee unto the mountains. And let them which are, by the way, the mountains, I believe, is Masada on the Dead Sea shore. That's where they would flee to. Nine hundred and some of these Jews would flee to Masada to try to hold off the Roman army. They did for a period of time before they all committed suicide. That's what it's talking about here. Now notice verse 24. This is what Jesus said to his disciples about Jerusalem and the temple. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. Now that's how I know that it's not talking about the return of Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus Christ comes back, the Jews are not going to be led away captive into all nations. They were led away captive until all nations, fulfilling the prophecy of Deuteronomy 28. That happened in 70 AD when they were led away to the four corners of the earth and all the nations. Now notice what it says. They will be led away captive into all the nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. The times of the Gentiles. That's a prophetic phrase that means when the Gentiles are destroyed. The Gentiles are in power before the rapture. They're in power during the seven year tribulation and they're destroyed when Jesus Christ steps down, when he breaks them asunder, when those ten toes are crushed, when those ten horns fall, the end. That's one of the purposes of the tribulation period. But Jerusalem, notice, will be trodden down of the Gentiles. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to listen to this study on the city of Jerusalem. As you focus in on Jerusalem, you will be able to determine where God is in his time 
as it relates to the return of Jesus Christ back to the city of Jerusalem, touching down on the Mount of Olives across the Kidron Valley from the Temple Mount. Well, that's what we talk about on this series, Jerusalem Past present, and prophetic. I deal with Jerusalem as a throne room for the Antichrist. Jerusalem, a cup of trembling. Jerusalem, devastation before exaltation. And, of course, Jerusalem, heaven and earth. This would be a great opportunity for you to understand what God's doing as you understand God's word and the prophetic scenario laid out for the future as it relates to the holy city of Jerusalem. If you would like to get a copy of this five-part series on Jerusalem, you can call our toll-free number and our people will tell you how you can purchase this study, Jerusalem Past, Present, and Prophetic. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and you can go to our shopping mall and there order your copy of Jerusalem past, present, and prophetic. I can tell you in advance as you study about Jerusalem and then focus on the city, you'll realize that the return of Jesus Christ is very close at hand. In fact, the rapture could take place at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until... 